What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to another episode of the Duke Blue Central Podcast. So happy to be coming to you today, especially happy to be coming to you today after a Duke victory. A Duke narrowly beat uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish today, 67-59. to It was an away game at Notre Dame, a game a lot of Notre Dame fans in the crowd were pumped up for, but Duke escapes out of there with a win that I think was a, uh, a little closer, a little, uh, a little less comfortable than most people were predicting uh, for a game against a team the caliber of Notre Dame, but they definitely showed up to play today. Um, but Duke, Duke still escapes out of there with the win, and, and we could face facts here today. Duke did not play their best game of the season. I think they might have played one of their worst games of the season, uh, but uh, like I always say, <laughs> um, a, uh, a hard and kind of bad win is better than a great loss. I'd rather be sitting here talking to you today after a rough Duke victory uh, than a game where I felt like Duke played well and we lost. Uh, it's always good to get a win. A win is a win. Um, I, I tweeted this out, but last year, this Duke team needed a game-winning three, basically, by Mark Mitchell to escape with a win against Notre Dame. And that game was at Cameron, and by the end of the year, nobody cared how close that game was. Uh, it was just it, just important that Duke got out of, where, out of there with a victory, and uh, Duke was able to do that tonight. A lot to work on uh, after tonight's game, of course, and we're not going to ignore the bad. We're going to talk about the good, bad, the ugly. Um but you're always happy uh, to be sitting here after the game uh, with a with a with the stroke in the victory column. Uh, so let's go down. Let's break down this game. Kind of just going to go over uh, the good, the bad. Highlight some players. Highlight some plays I thought were important. Uh, and listen, if we're going to talk about this game, uh, we have to start with Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell has had the best two game stretch I think of his career as a Blue Devil. And nothing does my heart better than to see this because Mark had gone through so much just weirdness throughout the last couple weeks. Um, so much crazy stuff happening on social media. So many people calling for him to get better and improve. So many people saying he's regressed from last year. He's not as good as he even was last year. You know, talking, uh, slandering Mark a lot, saying he, he's not a good player. Uh, and he responds by having his career high, his, uh, uh, maybe his best game as a Blue Devil, against Syracuse in our last game. And uh, he only tops it tonight by setting another career high with 23 points and 10 rebounds tonight. Mark Mitchell had a huge game tonight. He is absolutely the reason we won this game along with one other player we're going to talk about later. Um, but he finished the night on 8 for 12 of shooting, two of those being three-pointers, which is something that Mark has struggled tremendously with on the season, but he was able to bury two of those tonight, which I'm sure is just massive for his confidence. Uh, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, something that Shire said is important for Mark is that he gets his feet sets when he wants to take those threes and that he's confident in his shot, and he's not overthinking it. Uh, the key for Mark Mitchell and coaching him seems to be like, look, don't think about the game so much. We don't have to draw up plays for you. Just go out there, give maximum effort, and play. And, and that really worked tonight. Uh, for Mark Mitchell. There was one play in particular I want to highlight where they left uh, Mark open at the top of the key. This was before he had hit any of the threes. And instead of ripping that three like he normally did, he confidently just dribbled up to the free throw line, took an open jumper from there, and was able to make it. And then after that, 
he took two threes from that same spot and was able to make them. But I think that first play where he sees open space, open space, drives into the open space, and is still open enough to make the mid-range jumper, I think seeing that shot go down is key for the next two shots, which are the threes to go down. Mark needs to see the ball go through the hoop a couple times, I think, before he really gets going, which is no problem with that. Uh, so I'd love to see him. And they are just, if you watched any Duke game this year, you know they are leaving Mark Mitchell on an island on offense when he's at the three-point line. Uh, he's he's so open that he's even able to dribble up to the free throw line and still be open. That's how much space. It's almost like you know they're the guy who's guarding Mark Mitchell is almost uh, you know at the restricted circle when Mark is at the top of the key. That's how much they want him to shoot. And I think dribbling up and taking a wide open mid range is fine for Mark. Uh, and, and I don't think we have to worry too much about him missing a lot of those I love seeing him take that shot I love seeing uh, I, I love watching him watch the ball go through the hoop and building that confidence up so I think that was a really key offensive moment for Mark tonight Mark had a good defensive night too uh, as he typically always does uh, uh, but but Mark Mitchell is absolutely the player of this game and he was the player of last game if Duke can get this Mark Mitchell for the rest of the season and then the rest of our guys can come up to speed we are going to be a hard hard team to beat for anyone in the country uh, now the next reason we won this game the other I think two players unquestionably uh, were the best players on the floor tonight one was Mark Mitchell second one was our senior captain Jeremy Roach Jeremy Roach shot four for nine, had six rebounds, two assists, and finished with 18 points. Look, a lot can be said about Jeremy Roach, right? At the beginning of the season, there were people questioning, is this Duke team better with Jeremy leaving? You know, uh, is does Jeremy coming back kind of clog up the way for the freshmen? Uh, does he does he stop some of their potential from growing? And man, he has just silenced all of those haters to start the year. There is an argument to be made that Jeremy Roach has been our Duke's best player this season. He's certainly been our most consistent, our most reliable player. Feels like you know what you're going to get from him every night. He did go through a little bit of a rough slump there. Um, against some kind of lower tier opponents but I think that was more of a he knew he didn't have to uh, totally unleash everything he had against those opponents and I think the coaching staff was more concerned with getting the younger guys up to speed during that stretch but man when it has mattered Jeremy Roach shows up to play and he, he, he always seems to be tough enough for the tough moments he was perfect on his free throw shooting tonight uh, let me see. He went nine for nine from the line tonight. Mostly all of those coming in crunch time where you needed to hit him. And, and he is just, that's something he's really improved at. Um, I saw someone, I can't remember who it was uh, on Duke Twitter post about how it's, it, it always felt like, you know, in years past, either last year or two years ago, when Jeremy Roach was on the line for a one and one, you almost felt like he was just going to miss that first one, regardless of how good of a free throw shooter he was. You just felt like he was the first one. And now he just feels like if we want to send anybody to the line, it's him just because of the confidence that he has in those clutch moments. Uh, Roach is a reason we haven't lost a ton of games this year, and, and it is, it's awesome seeing him back in a Duke uniform after I think most of us assumed he was going to be gone after last season. He's been Duke's most consistent player, and if we want to make a deep title run, gosh, is it good to have a player like Jeremy Roach on your team that knows what it takes to get there and uh, has the clutch gene uh, to make those late-game shots. Um 
Mark and Jeremy were the reason we won this game, absolutely. They were the only bright spot in the first half. I think Duke maybe played their worst first half of basketball for the season yet. Um, uh, Notre Dame is a great defensive team, don't get me wrong. I think they're top three in defense in the ACC. Um, but this is a team that Duke you know, should have won by more, frankly. Uh, you're, once again, happy to be walking out of there with a win, but Duke should have won this this game by more. We were favored by about 14 and a half, uh, and you only win by eight, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but but Mark and Jeremy really carried this in that first half when, when, when Duke could get nothing going. Uh, they were the only guys that were consistently putting the ball in the basket. And in the second half, uh, Mark responded by, I think, scoring 14 points for Duke. The, uh, Duke's first four, 14 points out of the second half were all scored by Mark Mitchell, which is just a crazy stat. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering the last time somebody's done that. Uh, someone has just started a half that on fire. Uh, and and that was a huge reason why we could lead moderately comfortable for a lot of the second half until the end there where Notre Dame kept cutting it to uh, four points and then even two points a couple of times. Uh, uh, but that is a you know an another great reason to have Jeremy Roach around. When the going gets tough, you can get him the ball. And most of the time, more times than likely, he's going to make the right decision, end up getting a bucket or going to the foul line where he's been elite this year. I also want to point this out. This is something we talked about a lot preseason, but I don't see a lot of people talking about now is Duke's rebounding. Um, Duke lost the rebounding battle by two tonight. Notre Dame is a decent rebounding team, and uh, we were able to keep the rebounds close with them. I, I think we all know Duke is going to not put up insane rebounding numbers this year, but a lot of the big concern I saw from everybody online about this year's Duke team was how we just felt like we were going to get crushed on the boards every night. And so far, that has just not been the case this season. I think the guards have done an excellent job of rebounding the ball. I mean, we looked down at the stat line tonight. You know, Jared McCain comes up with five rebounds. Jeremy Roach comes up with six. I mean, those are 11 rebounds by two of the smaller guys on the floor. I, I think the coaching staff has done a good job of making sure that we get team rebounds. And it's not so much about just one guy sucking in all the boards like you would a Mark Williams or a Derek Lively from Duke teams of past. Um, I, I just wanted to bring that up as kind of a factor of everybody thought a huge weakness of this team was going to be rebounding. And look, we're never going to be a great rebounding team with the roster we have now. But I think it's worth pointing out we can be a competitive rebounding team and can get enough rebounds uh, to win games. I, I think, look, we're not going to smash teams on the boards, but we can get enough to keep it close, and hopefully all of our weapons on offense can offset uh, being out-rebounded, which I definitely think it can, and it did tonight. Um and that's just something I think that has been positive for this Duke team in the uh, kind of the this first half of the year has been uh, the rebounding hasn't been as bad as we all thought it was going to be. I also want to point this out, and this will be my last thing I say for the Duke, is uh, Duke's elite free throw shooting really helps us a lot at the end of games. We went 17 for 21 today at the line for 81% on free throw. Um on free throw shooting, that's something that's so big. Uh, when you need a bucket, when you need to hit the front end of a one-on-one, -on -one, when you're inbounding the ball and you're up four like we were today and you got to hit them at the line, we need to be able to hit those. And that was even with some misses today. Uh, Flip and Foster uh, had some misses at the free throw line today, which they usually hit, and we were still able to shoot 81% from the line just with everyone else being so good. Um 
great free throw teams, shoot, free throw shooting teams are really annoying to play against against because they just don't leave open points at the line. Uh, these these points are called free throws for a reason. They're supposed to be shots that you make, and oftentimes Duke, you know, teams aren't getting back into games because Duke can't shoot free throws, and Duke is getting increasingly harder to put away and try to make a comeback over because in those end-of-game situations, we're able to send someone to the line who shoots 80% from the line and uh, who's going to make them. Uh, so I, I've loved what we've done from the free throw line this year. Uh, it's been awesome to see how well this team has shot. And it's funky, too, because I don't, I'd don't. i have to look up the stats for each individual player, but I don't know if we have a play one particular player that shoots – like 95% or like 90% from the free throw line. I, it's not really that situation. It's more like just everyone on the team hovers around that 70, 75 to 85%. I think probably like Roach, McCain, Proctor, those guys are hovering more around 85%. But even like the worst free throw shooters on our team, even the big guys and Foster hasn't been great, are still hovering around 70 to 75%. So it's really a team free throw shooting uh, percentage that it, it, it's not so much that we have two guys typically on a team you'll have your point guard that shoots 90 percent and your big man shoots 60 percent it's not like that with this steep team uh, and it was the same thing last year our guards aren't up at 90 percent they hover around 80 to 85 but everyone else on the team shoots about 70 to 75 uh, which is good for uh, the majority of the game when you know you never know who's going to be shooting free throws uh, I, I, it's pretty likely that whenever anyone goes to the line for Duke we're hitting both which is just a great great thing uh, for the future for close games and especially for tournament runs now let's move on to the bad obviously we've got some bad to talk about here and and we have to start with Kyle Filipowski I mean I, I'm trying to think I, I'd have to really look at the numbers but I I can't recall off the top of my head a worse game for Kyle Filipowski in a Duke uniform uh, flip went two for 12 with seven points uh, that is just not something you expect from a player uh, who is expecting to contend for a national player of the year uh, he went one for four on his uh, three-point shootings did hit two for five on his free throws uh, finished with five rebounds four assists two blocks you like those splits but you don't love seven uh, seven points on shooting 12 shots and it just this shot just was not there for flip tonight I felt like he was able to get to the basket not with ease but he was able to get there for those layups but just could not finish it tonight rims were very unfriendly uh, on the inside for Duke tonight maybe it's just an off night look every every great player has their off day and he still finishes with a pretty a decent uh, stat line for an average player, but he's far from that. He's a guy who's uh, supposed to be an All-American, supposed to be ACC All-First Team, uh, and, and that's not a night that he's going to uh, feel great about. Um, however, with every bit of bad, there's good, there's a bright side, and I will say I do think Kyle Filipowski hit the shot of the game tonight against Notre Dame. There was a point. Notre Dame was making a huge run to get back into this game. I believe Duke had just gone up by eight. Felt like we were about to ice the game away. Notre Dame makes a couple baskets, uh, hits some free throws, and then all of a sudden you look up, and Duke is walking the ball down the court on offense, and the score is 55-57. We're up by two there. 
and you know uh, Notre Dame's coach is hyping the crowd up super loud in there maybe the loudest uh, you know I was obviously watching on TV but uh, maybe the loudest you could hear that game through your TV speakers was in that moment now, I think Notre Dame had a ton of momentum felt like they could have easily taken a lead at that point in the game they're only down two if they get a stop it's a one possession game with them potentially being able to hit a three to take the lead with very little time left to go and Kyle Filipowski gets the ball at the top of the key, hits a spin move, and is able to drive to the basket uh, for a make and an and one uh, and gets the free throw. Um, I think he missed that free throw, but he was able to get to make the basket and get to the line. Uh, that, to me, was the shot of the game for Duke. Uh, it's one where it felt like all the momentum was going Notre Dame's way. It felt like watching it, you're like, oh, no, this is a moment where <laughs> the other team comes in and steals this game right out of our jaws. We've seen it several times before, and you could almost just sense it coming. And then Kyle Filipowski puts a quick silence to that. We go up then, and Duke doesn't look back after that. I think Notre Dame turned the ball over in the next uh, possession shot of the game for him he only made two baskets and that was one of them but boy was it a big one so I, I wrote this I think it's encouraging that even when Flip is having a game like this where he just cannot get it going offensively defensively I thought he had a good game but um you know had two blocks had a big block there at the end I, I've got a lot positive to say about him uh everywhere else had great great passing tonight but even when a game when the shot is just not falling for Flip I, I mean just not falling in a way that it never happens for him. He's able to come up clutch and hit a shot like that from just being ice cold all game. Says about how much Flip prepares for these moments and how much he, he lives for these type of games. When it's close, you need someone to rely on. Flip's a guy you can count on, and that's something that's important for the whole rest of this season, uh, including a March run if, if Duke is hoping to achieve that. Uh, next player in the bad, I have to say, is Caleb Foster. He's not a guy who like made a ton of mistakes, per se. Just kind of a non-factor out there. He only finished one for four shooting, only made three, uh, had three points, uh, which was a three, I believe. Yeah, it was a three early in the game and then didn't score from there from then on. Missed uh, missed a clutch free throw that was a one-on-one -on -one that would have put Duke up by more. Um, it is kind of nice that when Foster has a rough game, it's not like he's necessarily out there ruining the game for us by you know just putting up brick after brick he's a guy I think that understands when it's not his time uh, and can kind of pass off to some of his other teammates and I have a lot of faith in Caleb Foster but he'll, he would have told you this wasn't his best game uh, I'd love to see him kind of get into the offense a little bit more like McCain has recently uh, I'd love to see him get integrated I am hoping that Proctor starts the next game uh, we're going to talk about him very next in the bad but it just feels like it's Proctor's time to get back into the start lineup I understand what Shire's doing and if he decides not to start him I'm fine with that because I think he's I think the way Duke played when he Proctor went down was good I mean look our best win of the year is against Baylor and we have to acknowledge the fact that that's a game Tyrese Proctor didn't play in now I'm not saying Duke's better without Proctor or he's not going to get back into the swing of things but look facts are facts our best game our best performances of the year I think are in games without Tyrese Proctor and I think Shire knows that and wants us to play a certain way when he's off the court and then get Proctor back integrated into that style instead of reverting back to the style we were playing at the beginning of the year when he was starting but I think Proctor will get back into the starting lineup soon um, but that's kind of transitions us to him. Uh, Proctor put up no points tonight, zero points coming off the bench. 
None. Uh, he shot the ball four times. Three of those were threes. No points. Did finish with three assists, one steal, one turnover. But, man, I, I mean, I can't remember – from the end of last year to now, Proctor having this bad of a game where he was such a non-factor offensively. He still does a lot for us defensively. I don't think he had his best defensive game tonight, but I think uh, Foster or Proctor and Flip both had by far their worst games of the season tonight on the same night, and Duke is able to come out with a win. Uh, that says a lot about the rest of the cast of this team that arguably I think – other um, people would maybe say Roach is better than Proctor going into the year, but a lot of people were saying that Flip and Proctor were the two best players on this team, the two best stars, the two guys most likely to be All-Americans, and uh, they both had their worst games of the season on the same night in an away crowd and an ACC opponent, and Duke was able to escape with a win. I think says a lot about the character and the toughness of this team. I have faith in Tyrese that uh, he's going to be good. There were flashes tonight of greatness. Him and Mark, I feel like, play so well together. Their pick-and-roll offense is just a beauty to watch every time. It feels like Mark Proctor is always hunting to pass the ball to Mark Mitchell for a dump-off dunk, and it happened a couple times tonight. I think I'd love to see that even more. I have faith in Proctor that his shot will fall. The shot looks good and everything. I think he's just getting back into play from where he was at the beginning of the year. Um, but he needs to play better, obviously. I mean, no points, three assists is not what we thought we were getting with Proctor. Uh, but I think that he will uh, – He'll get back at it. I, I'm not too worried about Tyrese Proctor. I think he just does too many good things uh, all across the court, offensively, defensively, to be seated on the bench for too long. Uh, and I'm excited to see what this Duke team, uh, what this Duke team's ceiling is when we get a Mark Mitchell that plays like he did tonight, and we get a Tyrese Proctor like he was playing at the beginning of the year, or even at the end of last year, offensively. When we get Flip playing at his peak, and then even when we can get the freshman Nick McCain and foster more involved and more consistent in the offense uh like we're normally able to mccain's a guy i didn't talk about a lot but he had a decent little game here scored 11 points i uh, hit two big three pointers for us in the second half he finished two for nine which is probably not what he wants to not a horrible shooting night um but but he'd like to make a few more of those and and look you can't be mad at McCain shooting as much as he did tonight he's like a 45 percent free uh, three-point shooter I think that shot will fall for him I just think he missed some that he easily normally makes uh today uh so I've been happy with the way McCain's played and and he didn't shoot the ball as well tonight but a couple of those three-pointers will fall uh fall and we're talking about him as a big reason we win this thing um, so I'm happy with that. But overall, you got to be happy with a win. Got to be happy with a dub. This Notre Dame team is a great defensive team. And uh, on the road, we were able to pull out a gritty win. We've got Pitt coming up next. If we play like this, like if we play against Pitt like we did against Notre Dame, I don't think we'll be walking out of there with a win. Uh, so some things to correct. But look, I said it to somebody else right after the game. I was texting some other Duke fans, and I said, this felt like a game Duke was supposed to lose. You always hear that, especially in the tournament. You're like, that was the game they were supposed to lose. Now they're going to go on and win the rest. This felt like a game that if we were going to give up a soft win, a horrible win, I know we kind of already did against Georgia Tech, who made things worse and lost to Boston College today also. But um, – it just felt this felt like one that Duke could have easily dropped when Proctor scores no points and Flip has seven. Just think about if someone had told you before the game, Proctor's going to shoot the ball four times, he's going to have no points, Flip is going to go two for 12 and have seven points. 
I don't think most of us would have said Duke wins this game. I, I think it would have been like, what would the spread have been on the game if I would have told you those two numbers? I think it would have been maybe even Notre Dame, maybe even favored a little, but Duke's still able to come out with a win, uh, which is just great for the rest of this team and just great for Mark Mitchell. Th these two games have been the big, I think the biggest factor for these two games have been the consistency of Jeremy Roach and how great he is to have on this team and how great he is. Great it is for us to be watching another year of him playing at Duke. And and the second and maybe most important thing has been the resurgence of Mark Mitchell from last year and even better offensively from last year. Uh, that's going to be the biggest things that these last two games uh, have improved on us as we look forward to the rest of the year are those two guys just, just showing why they're great players for Duke and why they are going to be two of the most important pieces uh, to make a tournament run, which is what Duke ultimately wants to accomplish. That's kind of all I have to say tonight. Thanks so much for listening again. I uh, hope all of you are enjoying the podcast. Uh, if you want to help out the show, you can leave a rating anywhere you listen or share with any of your Duke fans. If you want to follow me over on Twitter, just search up Duke Blue Central. I'd love to interact with some of you guys there. Uh, I'm so appreciative of everyone who listens to the show. Uh, last but not least, go Blue Devils. Go Blue Devils.